This is episode 65 of What Do We Do? We've all heard sell in May and go away and then come back after Labor Day. Well, it's after Labor Day, so what do we do now? We're going to tell you where the economy and markets are at, but more importantly, where I think they're both going and the bottom line, how do we protect what we have, but ultimately invest for success. It's going to be a great show, so let's go. Welcome to What Do We Do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning featuring key leaders in our communities. Hosted by founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Stefan. Tune in to hear how you can plan for and live your your best life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the What Do We Do podcast. This is season three, episode two, number 65, and I'm Dewey Stefan, your host, and today we have an episode about the investing playbook for Q4 2022. Is the U.S. economy in recession? Is the bear market over? Or did we just finish what's known as a bear market rally, and now we're going lower? Not only will we discuss where we're at, but more importantly, where we're going next. So get your pen, your paper, or your tablet. Take some notes as school is back in session. So today's episode is about sell in May, go away, and come back after Labor Day. Invest for success in Q4 2022 and off into 2023. As we know right now, there are so many things going on. We have had two quarters of negative GDP. That was stated back on July 28th. But in reality, some say it's a false recession because you also need to have a slowing economy, shrinking production, high unemployment, and usually lower prices of goods and services. That's deflation. We certainly have inflation. We're in the middle of September. School's back in session. The parents are back at work. September is historically the worst month for the markets. October is the most worrisome month for the markets. And so what do we do now and where do we go? As they say about history, you either learn from it or you're doomed to repeat it. And so seasonal investing is a thing. It's a historically documented thing where from basically October through April is the strong season. And the summertime, that May through the end of September is historically the weak time. So we're coming out of the weak season and into the strong season. However, we have a lot of things to consider. And that is why we believe in the short term, the stock markets may fall another 5 to 10% because there's a lot of uncertainty. How much will the Fed raise rates? Um, who's going to win some of these elections? Where are oil prices going to go? Where is inflation going to settle down? So all of these things, we believe in the short term, there's too much risk for not enough return. So be defensive. Cash, usually I say trash, is sometimes okay. And in the short term, interest rates are now allowing money markets and CDs to offer over 2% for a pretty short period of time. So A, short term, be cautious, especially with any investment dollars. Now, long term, after the election or after January 1st and things become more clear, we think you have a great opportunity to invest for success. The NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research, which is a think tank 
founded in 1920 and is responsible for calling recessions, defines a recession as a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy, lasting more than a few months, normally visible in real GDP, real income, employment, industrial production, and wholesale and retail sales. So bottom line, they are tasked with declaring a recession, and they haven't done it yet. The economy is slowing. There is inflation. Inflation is currently over 7% core, but over 10% in certain subsectors. Hello, no surprise there. Interest rates are up, and they will continue higher, according to the Federal Reserve and their mission to raise rates to curb inflation. Stock and bond markets are both down double digits on the year. Consumer confidence is down on the year, but unemployment is still full and suspected to stay full, there is this new item called the Great Resignation. And so you're having employment, constant employee prices or inflation, pricing of employees up. All of this creates cross currents to where we believe that we are not in recession. And if we do technically go into recession according to the NBER, we think it will just be a mild recession. We've had these before. We'll probably have these again. So we're going to answer today's question of what do we do now based upon our thesis that we will probably have a slowing economy, but mostly, if at all, a mild recession heading into 2023. So what does that mean? That means that from here, inflation will probably drop some, but we definitely believe it will stay above 2%, which is the Federal Reserve's target, okay? Again, we're currently above seven. We think it might come down to maybe five, but certainly more than the Fed's target of two. So continue to invest based upon an environment of higher inflation than we've been used to and what may be a more consistent bar or average inflation number going forward. Interest rates are next. Interest rates went from all-time lows during the pandemic to the current raising cycle by the Federal Reserve. At the bottom, the 10-year Treasury was under 2% significantly, amazingly low. Well, now recently, the 10-year Treasury is now above 3% at approximately 3.2%. The Federal Reserve has said they would like to maybe see a long-term target of 4% plus. So we agree that the Federal Reserve will probably get us to a 10-year Treasury interest rate of between 4 and 5 percent as we enter 2023. So our investing playbook is going to make that assumption as well. We also understand that taxes are on the table and that to pay for a lot of the programs that happened over the last few years to help us during COVID may require taxes to go up. And so our assumption is also that whether it's next year or the year after, we can expect tax rates in the United States to go up. And last, but certainly not least, are the stock and bond markets. They're both down double digits year to date. So where do they go from here? And do we need to protect our money or can we invest for success?
And obviously, I'm dressed a little different today, a little casual. As they say, style is not about standing out. It's about feeling good. So we thought when we're having a new studio, we might as well have a new little wardrobe. Check it out. A little uh, little what do we do? And right here, right now, I'd like to let everyone know that we are almost at 50,000 downloads of the podcast, and we have over 1 million total social media views. Simply amazing. I want to thank you, our entire community. Without you, none of this is possible. And if you are out there in YouTube land, please hit the pause button, move over and hit the subscribe button, touch it, and then go hit the thumbs up, touch that, and then go back and hit play. Those of you that have been watching the podcast or listening to the podcast for the last two seasons, you know that I love a quote from John Maynard Keynes, which says, when the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do, kind sir? So what do we do? Number one, save, then deal, then invest. Save means save three to six months so you have cash on hand for emergencies. Two, deal means deal with debt. What is the best way to make 14.99% is pay off your 14.99% credit card. We've talked about this before. So number one, save three to six months for emergency situation, cash on hand. Number two, deal with debt, renegotiate your debt, whatever it takes. And number three, invest, invest for success. You can invest for income, you can invest for growth, and whatever it is, is it for now or is it for later? So if we talk about investing, here is the order that you should be investing for the rest of this year and as we prepare for 2023. Number one, retirement plans. Make sure you're maxing out your 401k, your 403b, your SEP IRA, etc. If you have a match option, that's fantastic. But even if you don't, you want to max out these plans. The contribution maximum for 2022 is 20500 plus a 6500 catch-up provision. That's 27000 you can put in this year if you're 50 years or older. And whether you're under age 50 or over age 50, you need to decide, are you going to do the Roth provision or the traditional retirement plan provision? And that depends on your individual circumstance. We typically say if you're under age 50, the Roth provision is the best option. And if you're over age 60, the traditional 401k or 403b provision is the best between age 50 and 60. There's some other analysis that kind of comes into play. And as we always say for any of this stuff, please reach out to your financial advisor, your investment professional. If you don't have one of those, please check out our website. We have tools, we have calculators, we have all kinds of resources for you. And if not at our website, please check out this place called the internet. And you can Google retirement planning, Roth, traditional, et cetera, and please use that information. But as we say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Along those same lines is your risk tolerance. Everyone has a different risk tolerance. In the older days, it used to be just three categories of investing, stocks, bonds, and cash. And you could take your age minus 100 and whatever's left would go into the stock market. So if you take the number 100 
and you're 60 years old, that would mean 40% in the stock market and 60% in the bond market. Well, that is all thrown out the window because there are more categories or more parts of the asset allocation pie that you absolutely need to consider. Not only is it stocks, bonds, and cash, but there's real estate. There's this whole world of alternatives known as commodities, hard assets like precious metals, even this thing called Called cryptocurrency. Have you heard of this? So again, you need to understand what your risk tolerance is, and you may be a conservative investor, and you certainly need to invest differently than an aggressive investor, and that's all individual. You Again, usually through your 401k provider, your 403b provider, they have all kinds of software at your employee portal, but you also can go to our website, again, greatlakeswealth.us, and we have what's called Riskalyze. You can plug in some simple information, and it will actually generate your risk score zero to 100, kind of similar to like miles per hour on the highway. So please feel free to go to our website to see where you fall in the risk matrix. Otherwise, again, check out the internet or contact your local investment professional and get some more information. Then after you've done all of that, no matter who you are, if you qualify, the number one thing to do for the rest of this year and do it now or be sorry later is invest in a Roth IRA. For 2022, you can put $6,000 in if you're under age 50, and you can put $1,000 in as a catch-up if you're 50 or older. And how do you know if you qualify? Well, if you are single this year filing your tax return in 2022, which means you'll file by April 15th, 2023, if you make no more than 144000 of adjusted gross income, you qualify to put something into a Roth IRA. You have to have earned income, but again, 144000 or less, and you can put something in. If you're married filing joint, then the max is 214000 to put something into the Roth. It starts to phase out if you're single at 129000 on up, and married filing a joint return starts to phase out at $204,000 for 2022. The Roth IRA can be contributed until April 15th, 2023 for the 2020 tax year. And then 2023 can actually start this January 1st, 2023. So we recommend if you have the money, max out your Roth IRA for 2022 right now, and also be ready to go the first week of January, depositing and contributing for 2023. Okay, so now that you've done that, now what? Well, what do you invest in? So you've just maxed out your 401k or 403b or your Roth IRA. If you have other funds beyond that, then certainly you can open an individual or joint or non-retirement account for investing. And we can kind of talk that in the same terms as this, which is, do you invest for income? Do you invest for growth? And if it's income or growth, is it for now? Is it for later? So here's the bottom line. We have the U.S. elections coming November 8th. We also have the Federal Reserve, which says they're going to raise interest rates at the next meeting, and they're going to aggressively continue to raise rates to aggressively fight inflation. So bottom line, between now and the election in November, we are recommending anybody with short-term investment needs be cautious. 
be aware. This is not the time to invest for success. This is the time to protect. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So with that, we recommend that investors consider dollar cost averaging, DCA. This is what you do in your retirement plans by investing every paycheck. But from now until maybe the election, the next 60 days, from now until maybe after the first of the year, the next 90 days, invest periodically. Also, again, talk to your investment professional about your specific situation. But if you're investing for income right now, you can get more and more income because as rates go up, the amount of interest that you receive on your interest-bearing vehicle will go up. But you want to make sure that that income is protected. You want to make sure that the income will be paid. So you want to have a secure income stream. And whether that's through um, REITs or government bonds or high yield bonds or whatever you're investing for income, the most important thing is to understand the risk associated with the payment of that income. You can also consider tax sheltered annuities fixed annuities, not necessarily indexed annuities or variable annuities, but tax-sheltered fixed annuities, you may be able to get 4% plus for a pretty short period of time. So that's on the income side. On the growth side, on the investing side, short-term, as we just said, protect don't look to profit. But after these elections or after the waters settle down a little bit, you can then invest probably pretty aggressively and focus on long-term returns, 2x, 3x. As the markets come down, that gives them a greater opportunity over time to go up and make you more money. So for now, make sure you set your investing goals, determine your time horizon, determine your risk tolerance, and we can determine your strategies in later episodes. As you know, we always say volatility creates opportunity, but we also say don't panic, be patient, and then prepare to profit. Thanks for tuning in. And as we always say, live your best life. Be radically generous, a great big booyah to ya, and season three, episode two, number 65, we're just getting started. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.